One of the things uh, I tell my children when, when I'm reading them the Bible is that the Bible is not a book of stories. It's one big story with many little parts. And I tell them that because I want to impress upon them the idea that everything that happens between Genesis and Revelations is connected. And all the little stories we find in between um, are not self-contained units. So when we talk about, for example, the Israelites leaving Egypt, making their way eventually back to Israel, I haven't just told them an entire story. Instead, I've told them just one part of the wider story, which is the whole Bible. So it's all connected. But how? Well, if you've been coming to Peter Jordan's class at our Faith Academy on Sunday nights, you'll know that the Bible story has three big hooks on which everything hangs on. There's creation, all that happens there. Then there's Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. And then there's the end of the world and the new Jerusalem. One, two, three. And everything that happens in between either points forward to or looks back at one of those three points. Everything, including Jonah. So, because it's communion today, and actually I didn't plan it at all, but I think this really fits in with what we've been doing. But because it's communion today, and uh, where we remember Jesus' death, I mean, amongst other things, we do other things at that too, you know. But we are remembering, we are focusing on Jesus' death in communion. And because of that, I want to spend a few minutes looking at how Jonah is connected to Jesus, and especially to the cross. What we looked at in Jonah last two weeks, we saw that Jonah was a blessed man. He was a prophet that worked close to the king of Israel. But when God asks him to do something for Israel's enemies, we find out he's not willing to do that for God. Despite what God has given him, Jonah has limits as to what he will give to God. And in the rest of the story, we see a man who repeatedly fails to obey him. He hears him, but he doesn't do what he's supposed to do. In fact, he's so committed to not doing what God wants that he runs away. And we also saw that despite the fact that he knew full well, Jonah knew full well that the storm the boat was in was caused by God, he still refused to turn around. In the end, he gets so far away from God that he gets to the point where he would rather be thrown into the sea to his certain death than to turn back around to God. And of course, we, we know the story. God saves him. And Jonah eventually goes and does what he was supposed to do. But even then, even after all of that, Jonah still gets angry at God for saving the city as God does. And the book actually ends on a bit of a sour note. Jonah's in a huff with God. And the last few words that God effectively says to him, and we'll be looking at this next week, I think, is, do, do you not know what kind of a God I am? And you know, I preached, that's the story of Jonah. I preached on Jonah a couple of weeks ago, and afterwards a lady came up to me and she said, you know, Richie, you're right. We're all Jonas, really, because we keep running away from God. Now, what happens, I didn't say that at all, but um, I wish I'd said it, because she was dead right. She expressed perfectly one of my main points on that day. We're all like Jonah. We run away from God all the time. We don't listen to him, or we don't even want to listen to him. And a lot of the time, we just don't believe him. 
He says, trust me, that's very hard. But the good news is that although we often reflect the sins of Jonah in our lives, there is a person, there is a person who mirrors all of Jonah's actions in perfection. And that person is Jesus. He says so himself, Matthew's Gospel, he says, The men in Nineveh will rise up and judge you, for they repented at their preaching of Jonah, but a greater than Jonah is here. No sign will be given to this generation except the sign of Jonah. Now, who's he talking about? He's talking about himself. Jesus is the new and better Jonah because Jonah sacrificed himself to the, for the sailors, for the sailors, but at best, he did so with mixed motives. Jesus gave himself to death out of nothing but love for those for whom he was dying for. Jesus is the new and better Jonah because Jonah ran away from God. In fact, he repeatedly ran away from God and had many chances to turn around and go back to the city where he was supposed to go. Jesus never once disobeyed from the day, he never once disobeyed ever, but from the day he left his mother's home, he set his face towards the city where he would die and he never looked back, he never deviated, he never turned around and he did that for us. Jesus is the new and better Jonah because Jonah was guilty when he was thrown into the water. God was rightly angry at his actions. Jesus was completely innocent. And yet he too was thrown into a storm sent from God. And he did that for us. Jesus is the new and better Jonah because Jonah chose to face death within the angry storm that God had sent him. But Jesus was thrown into the ultimate storm which is the wrath of God at all of our sin. No greater test has ever been faced by anyone anywhere. The next time you watch a film or read a book or hear some story of somewhere, of some person who overcomes the odds to do a good deed for someone they love, just remember the greatest hero story that ever was told happened at the cross. Jesus is the new and better Jonah because Jonah didn't die. He was saved by the fish that God sent. But Jesus did die, and then he killed death. Well, he didn't kill it off completely. As we all know, death is still here. But death is dying because of Jesus. The Apostle Paul says that death has lost its sting. Those of us who follow Jesus know that though he may die, or though we may die, we will die. We will live again. And Joseph, sorry, Jesus is the new and better Jonah because Jonah's actions saved the lives of a few sailors and convinced them that his God is real. But Jesus' actions mean the lives of billions of people are saved, not just in this life, but in the life to come as well. I'm going to finish now, but let me tie it together this way, right? Myself and Erica have often talked about how uh, uh, my conversion story and hers is different I have a typical kind of dramatic story with a few parts that are really bad and a few parts that are obviously miraculous. Whereas Erica grew up in a Christian home, her conversion was slow. There were periods of time where it became more and more real. But there was nothing, there was nothing horrible, you know. It was ups and downs for sure. And yet we're both Christians, 
But whereas I'm often asked to give my life story, Erica is very rarely asked. And I think it's because of this. Because it's easier to see the hand of God on my life. But that's a big mistake. Because both my life and Erica's and everyone here who follows Christ, it's a miracle. Your life is a miracle. But I and Erica, just like Jonah, needed and need a saviour. We both needed Jesus to love us because, just like Jonah, God is angry about our sins and couldn't love us as we were. We both needed someone who would be perfectly obedient to God, even to the point of death, because, just like Jonah, we couldn't do it. We both needed someone innocent to die in our place, and we both needed someone to face the ultimate test on our behalf, because, just like Jonah, we were neither innocent nor able to deal with the wrath of God. We both need someone to deal with death because someday the two of us will die. And lastly, we both needed someone to save us because we both needed a saviour. There's nothing we could have done to save ourselves. As you take this communion today, remember that it is 100% true that the fact that any of us have the right to sit down and eat this bread and drink this wine together in remembrance of Jesus, with Jesus, he's here, you know, and because of Jesus, is a miracle. He certainly doesn't consider it any other way. Now, communion, of course, you know, it's just a dress rehearsal for heaven, this, where we'll have a big meal with all of the saints, so you'd have to presume that Jonah's going to be there, and if you want to ask him about the fish and get that sorted, you can pull up a seat alongside him. And, but he won't be the main show that day. Jesus will be. That's it.